Welcome to Dishing the Science with Dr. Sue. I'm your host, Dr. Sue Peterson. I'm a Canadian physician, a specialist in endocrinology and metabolism, and a diplomat of the American Board of Obesity Medicine. I draw on my over 20 years of clinical experience and my extensive research background to examine the complex issues surrounding weight management, diabetes, and overall health. Thanks for joining us today. Hi everyone, and thanks for joining me on drsue.ca, D-R-S-U-E.ca. Today we're talking about shortages of weight management medication. I'm highlighting an important commentary published in The Lancet discussing the context and implications of the current global obesity medication shortage. The medications currently available that we're talking about here are semaglutide, which is labeled as Ozempic for type 2 diabetes and Wegovy for weight management, and terzepatide, which is called Mounjaro and currently only approved for type 2 diabetes. The reason for the shortages is simple. With the advent of new medications that show impressive and previously unsurpassed weight loss efficacy, fueled by the power of social media, the demand has exploded at a pace that was unexpected and no pharmaceutical company could have been expected to keep pace with. In many countries, Ozempic is the only of these medications available and is thus being prescribed both for type 2 diabetes and for weight management in people who don't have type 2 diabetes. Some countries have restricted availability to people with type 2 diabetes. As the authors note, this implies that obesity is somehow less important to treat than diabetes, which of course it's not. It trivializes the benefits of weight management medication and propagates weight stigma and bias. Others have objected to weight management medication outright, stating that we should be preventing obesity rather than treating it. Authors draw a powerful analogy. Would we ever consider preventing cancer but not treating it? Of course not. We need to do both. Full stop. Some hold the belief that obesity medication should not be used or paid for because people should just be able to, quote, do it on their own. As I've blogged extensively in the past, our natural human biology vigorously defends our weight, which is why very few people have success and even fewer have sustained success with lifestyle changes alone. As weight management medications are expensive and insurance and coverage is limited, many people pay out of pocket for these medications. This widens an already broad healthcare disparity and leaves people with lower socioeconomic status, including many people from minority ethnic groups, without access to these important treatments. Lower socioeconomic status is associated with a higher prevalence of obesity and related complications. So this is clearly a group of people who could benefit from these treatments that are financially out of reach. Authors shed some positivity on the cost issue for the future, pointing out that these medications eventually lose their patent protection, meaning that cheaper biosimilar or what we think of as generic versions can be produced. There are new developments in the pipeline, like oral non-peptide options, which I've blogged about previously, that may hopefully hit the market at a lower cost. As authors note, we must ask ourselves why we should hold the treatment of obesity to a different standard than other chronic diseases. For what other disease do we regard treatments as ineffective because they don't fix the societal and environmental issues that contribute to disease prevalence? Only when we begin to overcome the biases that the current drug shortages have highlighted will we be able to capitalize fully on these extraordinary scientific advances in clinical practice. As a disclosure, I am an investigator in clinical trials of semaglutide and terzepatide. I receive honoraria as a continuing medical education speaker and consultant from the makers of semaglutide, which is Novo Nordisk, and terzepatide, which is Eli Lilly. 
Thanks again for joining me. Don't forget to subscribe to my blog in the upper right of drsue.ca and follow me on Twitter at Dr. Sue Peterson. Thanks for listening to Dishing the Science with Dr. Sue. For more information about current hot topics and science relating to obesity, diabetes, and overall health, check out the show notes for links and visit drsue.ca. That's drsue.ca. Don't forget to leave a review and subscribe to this podcast on your favorite listening platforms. Medical discussion on this podcast is of a general nature only, not designed to give specific medical advice to individuals nor their individual healthcare providers, and is intended for a Canadian audience.